Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Hey, this is Joel, and uh, normally I would have Mike with me. Uh, but um, this week he's just a little under the weather. He says he's got that whole kind of cough and, and sinus thing going on, so probably not a good time for him to be talking a whole lot. We're letting him rest, and uh, therefore I am flying solo on this one, growing in grace. And I had uh, some thoughts. Uh, I was thinking this morning, I was out and about on my job cruising the uh, highways and byways of northeast Iowa, and uh, the Lord was encouraging me in in a lot of different ways, uh, mainly in, in his sufficiency, in him uh, being my tower, my refuge, my strength, and my sufficiency, and really, he was encouraging me in having a a childlike faith. Over the last few days, I've kind of been thinking about, you know what, there's so many different things I would love to do as far as ministry in this life, as far as reaching out to people. And sometimes I have so many ideas, but I have absolutely no clue how to get some of the stuff done. And I get overwhelmed uh, sometimes. But really, uh, what the Lord has been encouraging me in is just resting in Him and knowing that that it's okay that that if He wants something to happen in my life that He wants if He wants to do a work in me and through me He'll 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 make it happen. It's Him who works in me to will and to do according to His good pleasure. And as I rest in Him, He certainly works out the works that He wants to in my life. And so the pressure's off of me to perform for Him. And uh, it's really a life of, of resting in him and just watching what he does and kind of going along for the ride. And there's a lot of good things in, in my mind that I that I really want to do. And, and like I said, sometimes the pressure uh, can be overwhelming because I see things that I want to do, but I don't know how to get it done. And so I get a little bit discouraged. But really, what I was thinking about this morning is, is, is I kind of surveyed my life. I looked back on my life and just understanding where I am today, I've learned a lot and I I think I know God a lot better than I used to and I obviously have a lot more learning to do, but I look back 10 years ago, I look back 15 years, I look back to uh, my teenage years, I look back to my childhood and I never would have imagined the life that I have now, and I never would have imagined just being able to know the sweetness of God's grace and of His abundant love for me, and I can rest in that now. I can I can rest in that, and and that's that's really what matters. And and I and I know that I didn't determine, I didn't set myself out in this life to make my life to be what it is. Because, you know, there's a lot of talk in the Christian world about, you know, just making sure that you do all the right things, take all the right steps to be all the things that God wants you to be. But I guess my life has been different in that I've come to trust in God's grace and I have seen how he has led, how he has guided and how his sufficiency has been the only sufficiency I need because it's been fully sufficient. I mean, that's what sufficiency is. I mean, he's... 
He's carried me all of these years. I, I was looking back to uh, you know the time about 16 years ago or so when I kind of had a pretty radical change in my life. I do believe that before that time I was I had been saved. I, as far as I know, uh, looking back on my entire life, I've always been a believer in Jesus Christ. I, I don't know a time in my life when I was not saved. There was a big time in my life when I wasn't consciously walking with the Lord. But see, that's that's where I'm getting to my point. Is that as I as as I look back on my life, I see this time in my life 16 years ago when I had a radical change when. I, I I had been living a lifestyle in which I was doing a lot of things that I shouldn't do, and, and I suddenly changed uh, to doing a lot of things that I should do, or at least so I thought. At that time in my life, my whole Christian life became a matter of performance. It became a matter of I had stopped doing certain things, and I had started doing certain things, and I, I really began walking on this legalistic, religious treadmill that really uh, was not doing me a whole lot of good because as I look back on my life, all of these years, I, I see times before uh, this time in my life, 16 years ago, I see God ha- doing things in me when I wasn't even consciously trying to do it. Some examples, and this will really, I hope, make my point, uh, is that uh, there was a time, maybe about a year or two before this time in 1992, I had a friend, and we would uh, we would argue <laughs> of all things about the Bible. I didn't know a thing about the Bible. At least I didn't know a whole lot. Uh, I did grow up in church, and I knew a few things. But uh, this friend of mine, she she was down on her ex husband because he always used the name of the Lord in vain. And that was her big thing against him. He always used the name of the Lord in vain. And I knew things about her that she did in her life that were just not the most godly things. And I thought. Uh, she really didn't have the right to be pointing any fingers, like none of us do anyway. But um, I do remember saying something to her about, you know what, I think somewhere in the Bible it says that we're we're not under law, uh, we're under grace. And um, and she fought hard against me just saying, you know what, no, no, he does this and he shouldn't do that and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't, there, there was nobody sitting there, there was no church sitting there telling me I need to defend the Bible. There was no one telling me I need to defend God or stand up for God. It's just that was what was in my heart. And I see, as I look back at that time in my life, I see how God was doing some things in me that would later on kind of bear some more fruit. But I And then I began thinking even further back in my life. I remember... To, uh, oh, there's too many things to mention. I remember one time in my childhood, I was about 10 years old, living in England. We lived in uh, Stockport, England, from 77 to uh, 81. And I, so somewhere in there, I was probably around 10. And some kids at school were talking about uh, something about God. And, and, and I said something about how I believe in God. And, and uh, they said, what? You believe in God? And I said, well, yeah, I believe in God. And to me, it was just... A natural, normal thing to say. Again, there was no church, there was no preacher, there was nobody telling me I needed to stand up for God. I needed to make a stand for God. I need to defend my faith. I need to defend the Bible. I need to do this. It's just that that's who I was. I I believed God existed, so I said, yeah, I believe God exists. That type of, of life is what I've kind of turned back to. 
in my life in Christ. Since this time in 1992, when I began a legalistic life, a more legalistic and uh, religious type of lifestyle, I felt the pressure to be a bold witness for Christ. I felt the pressure to go out there and, and tell everyone I knew about Jesus Wherever I was was working, it, it, it wasn't so much to make money and to earn a living. It was because my God had put me there to witness and to, to tell everyone, to lead everyone to Jesus. I felt the pressure to read my Bible. I felt pressure to listen to Christian radio. I felt pressure to do all kinds of things, all in the name of Christianity, all in the name of my life in Christ. It's not that some of those things were bad things to do. Of course, you know it's good to read our Bible. It's good to learn to to learn about God through studying the Bible. It's good to pray. It's good to uh when it's in your heart to share Jesus Christ with people, to share Christ who is in you with other people. And there's lots of different ways that that can happen. But the thing is is that as we get to know Christ, as we really get to know our Father who loves us, and, and and here's the thing, in in my life, all those years ago, in, in those experiences that I shared, and, and there's plenty more I could share, where as a teenager, I remember one time uh, a girlfriend that I had, she was she felt really bad about herself. She felt really, really low about herself. Just her life wasn't amounting to anything. She was living in, in foster homes, and she just didn't really have a whole lot of self-worth. And I remember telling her, and I don't know, at the time, I didn't know where this came from, but I said, you know what, God loves you. He he, he cares about you, and he'll take care of you. And, and she began crying like uh, like it really meant something to her, and I had no clue where that came from, in, in, from, from inside of me. And that was as a teenager when all my friends in, in, that I hung around, none of them would have said that type of thing. And And, and I didn't say that type of thing normally. But again, there was no pressure to say that. I didn't feel awkward saying it. It just kind of came out. And so here I am uh, now after having begun this serious uh, commitment with the Lord. <laughs> uh, 16 years later now, I'm coming to a time where I'm understanding that really God isn't pressuring me to be a bold witness. God isn't pressuring me to tell everybody about Jesus. God isn't pressuring me to read my Bible, to pray, to do anything super holy or spiritual or anything like that. But I'm just walking my life day by day, trusting in him. And it's in my heart to say the things that I say and to do the things that I do. And uh, again, uh, there's plenty of churches. There's plenty of people, preachers and 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 church people who would who would give you this list of things to do in order to uh, you know have a great spiritual life and to be accepted by God and, and acceptable to Him. But really, what it's all about is just resting in Him, putting our hope and our trust in Him, and knowing that He is working in us to will and to do according to His good pleasure. And as we simply rest in him, get to know him and, and listen to his heartbeat and, and let our heart beat with his, uh, we won't have to feel pressured into doing things, uh, but things will come more naturally. I, I find that since having come into this better understanding of God's grace, and again, I have lots to learn, but after having come off of this religious trip for several years, uh, I found that by simply trusting in God my head has become a lot more clear I can I can see a lot more clearly and and one example of this 
or a way I can explain it is a few years ago, I went on the Atkins diet, you know, a low-carb diet. Uh, I, I joke around this now because the thing doesn't work. I mean, it, it only works if you stick to it for the rest of your life. And uh, really, I missed my pizzas, and I missed all kinds of things. I, I missed my potatoes. Anyway, one good thing that happened was uh, I, I had done this for six weeks. I, I did the Atkins diet for six weeks. I did lose a bunch of weight. Of course, it all came back. Uh, but... During that first six weeks, I didn't have any sugar. I didn't have any starchy foods. And uh, one thing that happened in my mind and in my brain is that I be, it became more clear. Since I didn't have all those sugars, I didn't have all those starches and, and everything else, my mind became more clear and I could see more clearly. And I see the same thing happening The same thing has happened when I came into an understanding of grace. The only difference, of course, is that grace is not a fad diet. Grace is for life. Grace is an ongoing thing. Grace is the power for the Christian life. And so it's not like I'm going to uh, have a little, uh, try a diet of grace now and then and see if it works. But grace is the underlying power in my Christian life because grace is a person named Jesus Christ. And I can see a whole lot clearly because I slowed down. I stopped trying to prove myself to God. I stopped this performance treadmill, and uh, now I can see clearly, and I can listen to him, and I can see what he's doing, rather than thinking that I've got to do it all myself. Well, time's run out here. I'm Joel Brzezicki. Mike Kapler, my uh, good friend, should be back with me. I hope he's uh, feeling well next week. And if you want to check out any information about us, you can log on to graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 